the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Uh, Dear faithful, we have today in the Gospel uh, an account of a a funeral procession of this young man. Uh, And our Lord comes as a consoler to these uh, these people. Uh, This poor widow, in those days, uh, it seemed that uh, it was a a bit of a plight uh, for for a widow. There's no one to support her, and the death of her son uh, was quite something of a desolation uh, for her. And... uh, But our Lord sees this, he has compassion, and he relieves their sufferings. And he says, weep not. So I'd like to spend a few words, uh, a few minutes thinking and talking about uh, the the rights of the Catholic Church in regard to the death, in regard to the dead, and uh, our Lord comes as a consoler as well. Uh, the, uh, the, the attitude towards death, the attitude towards human loss is quite different to that of the world. Uh, the world does not know what to do with it. It either goes into complete despair and goes into frivolities and talking about strange and unusual things. He died, loved what he was doing. Or they go into some sort of celebration about his life and it ends up being uh, more joyful than a wedding. What is going on here? We've just lost someone we loved and you're acting like it's a celebration. This is unfitting. This is unfitting. And so futile and frivolous things are bandied about uh, and then unusual ceremonies are put together and things are put on uh, gravestones which have no relevance whatsoever, motorbikes and unusual things. The church has the right perspective for death. Uh, The church has that right perspective for death. Uh, The preface for the... uh, for the Requiem Mass has that phrase in its mutato non tolitur, changed, uh, not taken away. So life has changed for those who have died, has not been taken away. The church does have rules and regulations about these things as well, who can and can't be buried uh, in, in a Catholic cemetery. A Catholic cemetery is only one step away from the sanctuary, in fact. It is holy ground. It is a place which is delineated, marked off, consecrated. Uh, Bishop de Galareta came, did, came and did our consecration of the cemetery. Uh, and uh, it is a holy place. And so we should conduct ourselves in the cemetery uh, as if we were in the chapel. It is a holy place. Uh, the souls there are the souls of the baptised and the souls who there are at least on the outside are in the state of grace and have been uh, awaiting their resurrection. Those people who were denied such public burials are public sinners. Those who have joined uh, non-Catholic societies like Freemasonry, uh, those who have committed suicide with no other reason uh, or no other attenuating circumstance, uh, those who are public and manifest sinners as well. Uh, and so those who are public sinners are refused a Catholic burial because they deny they publicly refuted, uh, refute, repute, cast off the, uh, the lords of the church. So they don't get the privilege or the right uh, of a receiving a Catholic burial. Uh, of course, if someone was uh, slightly mentally unstable or they give some sort of uh, indication of their, uh, of their repentance at their deathbed, then yes, 
but as a, if they died as a manifest public sinner, they are refused. They refuse the Catholic burial. Catholic burial uh, is, is quite a touching ceremony in and of itself. Uh, in the old days, uh, back, back in the day, when there were multiples of churches all over the place and it was easy to go from the, uh, from the house to the church to the church to the graveyard, uh, the, uh, when the person had died, when the Catholic had died, uh, they, the church or the clergy would be instructed to go with procession so crucifix and candles and, and go in procession to the house where that person had died and then they would, the priest would then sprinkle the body with holy water and uh, prayers would be said, the uh, De Profundis, the Subvenite, uh, the Miserere. Uh, there's many of these beautiful prayers, beautiful psalms that are said uh, at this time. So uh, the church uses a lot of sacramentals. A lot of holy water is used when there's a burial going on. And so uh, the church will then, the, the clergy will then bring the body to the church in procession as, again, in procession, and they would bring the body back to the church. And then when, when they enter the church, uh, then the, another prayer, so venite, would be prayed, and they would then uh, uh, then lay the body in the middle of the church and there, uh, ordinarily, the office of the dead will be prayed. The office of the dead will be prayed, which is uh, a special office written by the church uh, to, uh, in, to indicate the sentiments there. Pray for the, 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 the temporal punishment due to their sins to be taken away uh, and then they might more speedily enter heaven. Uh, after that, then, there is the Requiem Mass itself, and all signs of joy have been removed, such as the prayers at the foot of the altar, uh, the God who gives joy to my youth. That's not appropriate for a Requiem Mass, nor is the Gloria said, which is, nor are the, uh, there's a few other um, doxologies which were removed. The sign of the cross is not given over the priest, but the sign of the cross is given over uh, the, the missal as such, so that it is to indicate that all of the suffrages of the church are directed towards that one soul. Uh, and during the Mass, uh, the vestments are of a black colour, because this is a time of mourning, and it's a time of mystery as well. Uh, so this idea, this paradoxical idea of wearing white vestments, of having a celebration of their life, is so contrary just even to right reason. It doesn't make sense that this is a very serious and solemn time and it's a time of mourning and really ought not to be acting like it's some sort of celebration. So the church uses black vestments. Uh, it puts away all signs of festivity. Uh, there's the Dies Irae, which is a magnificent sequence, which sums up all of the uh, uh, all of the sentiments of a Catholic soul at that time. Uh, and there followed after the Mass, there is the absolution of the body, and so uh, this is where there's another prayer: Liberame, release me, Lord, uh, from uh, all of these things, from the pains, the pains of the, the pains of purgatory. And there's more holy water, there's incense. Why would we incense such a body? Because such a body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. It has been the means by which we are baptised. 
It is the means by which we receive communion, we receive confession, receive confirmation, receive these sacraments. And so the body has been a means, has been a, uh, a helpmate to the soul. Uh, and so it is worthy uh, of veneration, uh, worthy of incense, worthy of holy water. It's a temple of the Holy Ghost, a vessel of clay, but a temple of the Holy Ghost. God has dwelt in that house, so it is worthy of, uh, of, of veneration. Uh, at least it's worthy of the, uh, the uh, suffrages of the church. Then after that, then the, the body is taken to the grave site, uh, and then as in the procession, the, the, the hymn in Paradisum is, uh, is sung, already thinking of heaven, already thinking of heaven, in paradise, thinking of paradise, and the angels, let the angels come and take this one. Uh, and then at the grave site itself, uh, it is austere in its simplicity. Uh, there's not much to it. We, we uh, enter the grave site, we say the Benedictus uh, and the Ego Sum, I am the Resurrection, uh, and then we uh, then lower the body into the ground and then we pray for all of the faithful departed, and that's it. That's all. And then uh, we encourage those to use sacramentals. And inasmuch as flowers are very appropriate, uh, they are ineffective for eternal life. So it's a custom that holy water is sprinkled again on the body. We pray for the soul. We have masses offers offered uh, for the soul. Uh, there are special, there's a special mass for the day of the death. There's special, special masses for certain times after the death as well. The third day, the seventh day, the 30th day, every anniversary. There's a special prayer each time for those um, points to remind us that we need to pray for our departed friends um, and relatives and uh, loved ones, and for all the souls of purgatory as well. Uh, it's an important devotion to the souls in purgatory. The holy souls, uh, when they are being delivered from their, their suffering, uh, no ingratitude enters heaven. So if you've prayed for them, ask for them to pray for you when they get to heaven. So, and what goes around comes around. So when it's your turn, someone else in God's economy will have that Offered for you. So, uh, very important. Praying for the souls of the, of the deceased uh, and then appreciating well what's going on when the church uh, presents all of these ceremonies to us uh, in, the, uh, in, in the process of burying the body. Uh, she's very careful and very careful. And she always reserves the best prayers, the most profound prayers are found in this. Uh, in these ceremonies. And we ourselves pray every day during the rosary, uh, pray for us sinners now, we need prayers right now, and at the hour of our death. The one grace above all other graces, final perseverance. If you get that, heaven forever. If you don't get that, final perseverance, hell forever. It's one or two. Either you die with a state of grace and final perseverance, or you don't. And so that's the grace that we pray for every day, and we focus everything on that point in time. Dying in the state of grace, dying in the friendship of God, dying uh, in, uh, in the state of grace. That, that's the grace of final perseverance. It cannot strictly be merited. We can't say that we can merit it strictly. This is right. God owes it to me. 
No, we can't, but we can pray for it every day. And we do pray for it every day with the Holy Rosary uh, when we pray the Hail Mary now and at the hour of our death. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.